Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture, everything from movies to TV shows and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Olison, also known as T-Roll. I'm joined tonight by my wonderful, awesome co-hosts and friends, Anthony Amato and Justin Sandoval. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Just, you know, hanging out tonight and um, trying to figure out everything that's going on in this world right now. Um, one thing I would like to throw out real quick is we are recording on June 6th today, which is D-Day. Just wanted to throw out a little, you know, trivia out to everyone who, you know, uh, who served on that day and, you know, stormed the beaches and, you know, brought... brought uh, Brought freedom back to the continent of Europe. Freedom. That's right. Hey, I'm I'm doing well today too, fellas. Uh, I'm relaxed. I just got back from vacation. Uh, yeah, six man. Days, How was that? Six days. Yeah, sun soaking up the sun. Gulf Shores. Uh, enjoyed playing in the sand. You, you know, I have two little kids. Uh, we were just having a grand old time. Were the beaches yeah. pretty empty? Pretty packed? How was it? How was it down there? Uh, I would say it was medium because uh, there was definitely spacing going on out there. Um, yeah. But there were large groups of people spaced out. So, like, like, say, like, next to me, there was maybe about 10 feet away. There was maybe 10 or 11 people group right there of, like, college students. And then on the left side of me, maybe about 12 feet away, there was, like, a family of four. So, uh, either, I mean, the it was great. Great weather, great yeah. everything. So, Did you uh, build a social distancing moat? <laughs> we actually did build a moat, and uh, it was my daughter's first experience with uh, building sandcastles, so a moat was a must. Yes, yes. Castle. Yeah, absolutely. Man, sand is just so messy, man. I'm just not a beach guy, honestly. Just, <laughs> I burn no. in the, with the sun. Just not for me. Yeah, one thing I can uh, add to you not liking that is the setting up and the breaking down of the whole beach uh, oh, sitting area is the worst experience. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, adding two children uh, under the age of <laughs> uh, three to that is yeah. uh, very, very annoying. you got so many little things and toys and towels and chairs, and yeah. it, I end up being a pack mule. But uh, it's, it's okay. We had a good time in between and just, you know, miserable for the beginning and after setup. That's it. So. Yeah. Makes me never want to go on vacation to a beach. Thanks, <laughs> Justin. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, that. I'm here to encourage and build up. Hey, I will say, lo- one thing that is very underrated is going on the beach at night. Man, that is all. Because the sand is nice and cool. And you just you can't see you can't see anything because it's dark, but you hear the waves crashing and it's lovely, man. Oh yeah, yeah, that is an awesome feeling. It's Sometimes great. you can see uh, you actually see a lot more sea life when you when you go out during that time um, than uh, than when you do during the day because all the a lot of the animals are you know not around. Dude, you I, see some really cool stuff. Justin, can't you see Anthony just like swimming in the ocean 10 p.m. <laughs> trying to hunt a shark or something. Yeah, no, I can definitely, I 100% see that, actually. <laughs> Man, well, guys, I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really hope that you guys enjoy our show. Um, again, we're still we're still kind of the new kids on the block. We're honored to be here, excited to uh, do this podcast tonight. Uh, we got some exciting things to talk about, some actual news stories to talk about, too. So, Anthony, I'm going to tee you up to start us out uh, with some news. All right, all right. So uh, my news today is the uh, the Zoom call that Josh Gad did where he uh, put together the entire cast of The Lord of the Rings, which was it was a really cool thing to see and just seeing all of the 
cast members back together. Um, they really did a great job of getting just about everyone that you would think um, should be on that call to be there. Um, you know, all all your main all nine fellowship members were there. You know, plus Peter Jackson, um, as well as uh, Howard Shore, who was the um, who is the who did the um, soundtrack and everything for that? Um, let's see. I think that was, I think that was it. That was there. Oh no! Wait. Um. Oh no! Wait. There was also um, Awin was there and uh, Aomer and um, Ar and Arwin was also there. So there was a bunch. There was a bunch of people there. So um, it was just a really cool setup that they had. Um, and they brought. They also uh, brought up some really cool stories about when they were. Um, when they were uh when they were shooting and casting and things of that nature so it was just it was a really cool experience to get to see a little bit into the background of you know like the lord of the rings i know there's been you know a lot of stuff brought up about that but it's it was cool seeing the actual cast talk about it so was it on like youtube or something um it was a it was a um it was just a video that uh ha, ha, that was on I found on Twitter. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, uh, I think it was actually a YouTube video though. Yeah. Um, that was a link to it. Um, there was just some really cool things that happened. Um, talking about um, at one point during the shooting, um, Sean Beam and Orlando Bloom actually got trapped on a mountain. Um, and what happened is they were traveling to some place, and there was a rock slide in front of them, and then they tried to go in the other direction in a rock slide on that side. So they ended up having to stay at uh, this little inn for like three days and just, you what? know, yeah, just not able to do anything at all. So it was, a, it I was, that was a nice break for them. Oh yeah. Well, it's like right at the beginning too. So there wasn't oh, even anything okay. like that. <laughs> um, and hey, by the way, I've been to New Zealand. I've seen yeah. some of the places where they have filmed. Yeah, man. Magical, just purely magical. So. Yeah, can you see the chemistry still between the the cast members, like with the interactions? Oh, it was yeah. You could see some of that, and it was really cool seeing them because uh, they they had them read some of the lines that they had together, and it was like you could really see them just kind of like melting back into their characters. Um, they, they, and just see that they had people lined up, and it was just really cool seeing them like off the top of their heads. You could see they were just like how ingrained those lines were for them that they would just like they would just melt back into their character, and all of a sudden it was like you were back in the movie. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, and, and another really cool uh, bit of uh, um, knowledge that I didn't know about was that Ian McKellen talked about how. His first scene was the um, was the scene about wizards never being late and they're always on time and things like that. And then his second scene was actually the last scene of the entire trilogy. So it Whoa. it was when he was saying goodbye to all of, all the hobbits. And the funny thing about that is he had yet to even meet any of the hobbits <laughs> so it was it was just a great little uh interesting so you yeah. had to give that emotional send-off and then yes well, with, with no him. knowledge of, of these people at all and it's really cool because you know they were together for so long right. but th- that emotional scene had really nothing behind it because of the fact that there's no one there that's acting um, at its finest right there yeah and uh the uh and the last thing i would like to to talk about with this is actually a little bit of trivia if you guys are okay with that um uh the it is uh, the only line. Do you either you know the only line that Legolas actually says to Frodo in the entire trilogy? He has Whoa. one line. Wow! No. Yes. Don't. It is and my bow. That is the only line that Legolas says to him 
in the entire trilogy. Wow. So yeah, so that was just, I thought that was a really cool thing that, you know, we think about this entire fellowship of nine people and you think of them being a part of and around each other for so long, but literally these two characters that were two of the biggest characters in the entire yeah. trilogy of oh, movies yeah. have one line towards each other. So it's just, I thought that was a really cool little tidbit of, um, of trivia right there. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's always a really cool thing, you know, thinking about all those, uh, movies that were in theaters and, you know, how, uh, you know, going to the theaters had affected us through, through time. Yeah, I mean, speaking of theaters, man, uh, they have a plan to open back up. Yeah. Uh, they should be opening back up mid-June, uh, some of the theaters. I know Cinemark has said that they're going to open up at June 19th. And uh, I was I was just thinking that a great uh, a great way to open up would be to start showing some of the classics. Yeah. Uh, like Lord of the Ring trilogies yeah. or uh, other big staples like maybe Avengers, uh, getting people come sure. back to the theaters um, and showing that they have the procedures in place to uh, – hold audiences sanitize and whatever it is to get people to convince them to come back yeah but uh i definitely think lord of the rings uh would be a good option there oh for sure but uh by by mid-july they're predicting that uh 90 of movies uh will be up and running full full capacity but oh, that's uh, I know, full capacity yeah but i uh they're gonna start uh, mid-june at half capacity yeah so, okay. uh, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys, uh, what do you, are you guys excited about going to theaters? Will you be good, but going in mid June? Uh, what do you guys think? So is this a political question or are you just asking me about movie theaters? I, I'm just talking about movie theaters, <laughs> yeah. brother. I'm, I'm here to no, have I a good get time it. in movie theaters. I get it. I, I mean, it all depends on the film. You know how I am, man. I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a movie I want to see, I'm going to go, you yeah. know, I'm not going to be too scared, um, by you know the social distancing and all that, I'm I'm totally fine with it. So yeah, I mean I'm excited to go to movie theater. I remember how fired up how fired up I was to go in a restaurant for the first time oh, in yeah. two months. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so I'll happily go back to a movie theater. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it. I mean, I, I feel like uh, I mean I'm I'm definitely gonna be going back to the movie theaters when they come out. I feel with the line of work that I'm in, you know, I've been interacting with the public this whole time. So for me. It's not this huge disconnect that I've had uh, going through it and all this kind of stuff. I've been I've been out there. I've been interacting with people through this entire crisis. And for me, this is just a way to do that and actually have fun and not be working. So, <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Like, count, count me in, dude. I'll be there first first day that it opens. Dude, uh, I, I believe you will. Yeah, it, it's really my escape, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just sit back, relax, unwind, and just enjoy the movie. I wonder how many like movie theaters, and I know there's there's some chains, whole chains who are like considering cutting back and maybe closing yeah. shop. But I wonder how many individual movie theaters might actually like not even come back. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, AMC recently this week has has stated that they are they're uncertain that if they're going to be yeah. able to open the doors again, which is is crazy to think about because they are the, the number one uh, movie chain in the in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Because in other countries, they're massive. Yes, they're, yeah. on, they're everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Whereas uh, in the United States, AMC has AMC, Regal, like, yeah. Cinemac. Uh, yeah, uh, the, what is it, the Magic Johnson one? Uh, he has his own line of, of uh, movie theaters as well. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that either. Yeah. Wow. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, some some more news here. So this is exciting. Um, you know, all three of us are big, big, big superhero movie fans. Uh, mostly, you know, Marvel films, Avenger films. Uh, but there's also this uh, 
whole different side of Marvel that for the last like 20 years, roughly, uh, they've been doing their own set of movies under Fox. Some of them have been pretty good. Some of them have been not so good. Of course, I'm talking about the whole X-Men mutant side of Marvel. And um, there's actually some cool news that one of the, probably the better characters from some of the more recent X-Men films, um, the character of Quicksilver, and the actor I'm really particularly talking about is Evan Peters. He has been casted to be a part of WandaVision, which is now, uh, I guess... I don't know how many months away from being on Disney Plus, but it's going to be it's December. I okay, it's December. yeah, that's that's right. So hopefully that's not delayed because of coronavirus. But um, it's an undisclosed role. Justin, you mentioned to me off the podcast that uh, they said that he is not going to be Quicksilver. They say they he's say not that, be, uh, yeah, but he's an undisclosed role. Yeah, so obviously secrecy. Yeah, Disney trying to pull the curtain and be like, yeah, hey, Hydra man, hi- yeah, yeah, hide things. So. Well, I think I think it would be an interesting idea if maybe he's not Quicksilver from this world, but he's right. Quicksilver from another see, universe. See, that'd be a great way to bring in like the whole X Men. Yeah, you know, that's a story. perfect way to merge them. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I believe WandaVision's whole premise is uh, that she's creating different realities. Yeah. Yes, and again, the movie that comes out shortly after WandaVision is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madvi- Madness, and they have. They have literally, both in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in Spider-Man Far From Home, at the very least, those two places, talked about just like multiple... Multiverse theory, um, yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yes. That's right. So, yeah, man, it's exciting. <laughs> I, I, You know, he was... Uh, Evan Peters did such a good job as Quicksilver. Um, so, very but, good job. Very good job. Yeah, yeah, so... And, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but like... He actually was a better Quicksilver than MCU's version. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they really so, didn't oh, yeah. give the MCU version time no, to build, No, they though. didn't. They didn't. No. He was a one-off. They just really For just, sure. Yeah. For sure. They He's used a, him to build Scarlet Witch rather than yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. himself. So. He was a one-off in a ensemble cast movie. So That's right. That's right. So it's 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 super exciting. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I can't wait for WandaVision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be a great show. But speaking yeah. of great shows, maybe, uh, tonight we are actually going to be reviewing um, a show that came out on Netflix, I think, about three or four weeks ago now. Um, and I'm actually referring to Space Force, which um, is a comedy uh, just just launched again within the last month for sure, uh, starring Steve Carell. And John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Lisa Kudrow, a handful of others as well. But those are some of the the main stars from Space Force. Um, just to give you guys a little bit, some of the specs here. Uh, this is one of our first reviews that we're doing like this. So here in a minute, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna open the floor up for my friends here. We're gonna talk about really what we loved and what we hated. Talk about some of the specifics. Uh, we're gonna, but just before we get into that, you know, spoiler free edition here. Uh, just to give our, our listeners an idea of what the show is about. Um, so it's basically, it's actually <laughs> not based on a true story, but however, kind of inspired by true events. Um, so in this show, the president has ordered the creation of a space force, which actually uh, is something that our current president has said as well. And it's so they basically did a comedy show based off of that. And uh, Steve Carell's character, Mark, uh, he was a former Air Force commander, maybe. I can't remember he, the specific. He was a he was a general. He was a general. Yeah. That's Four right. Four star general. Yep. So Mark Naird, uh, he is the head of Space Force. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
I'll, I'll basically open it up to you guys. You know, we're going to do spoiler free here, just overall general review of the show um, for our listeners to give them an idea of, you know, whether they should watch it or not. Yeah, I'd say overall, uh, if we're looking at the show from beginning to end, uh, the beginning was a rough beginning in my, in my eyes. Um, yes, for sure. The first couple episodes, I feel like they really didn't have an identity. They were really yeah. trying to uh, figure out what they what kind of show it was going to be. Uh, it was when I looked at like reviews and stuff as far as like what to watch. It was pitched as a as a workplace comedy, and I, I didn't really feel that at the beginning yeah. of that or the entire series at all. I really, uh, but then as it hits a certain episode, and then I start getting into these characters a little more, yeah. I start laughing a little more because the beginning, the first couple episodes, I I really had maybe one laugh out loud moment. But yeah, uh, but other than that. Um, I'd say by the episode's completion, uh, episode ten, I would say it was it was okay. It was it was. I feel like there's this, it had a lot of potential there, but uh, I mean that overall it was it was fine. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say um, the first thing I would like to say is throw out a little um, R.I.P. to Fred Willard. You know, a, a fantastic comedy um, comedy actor who has been had many great roles through 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 the ages and just you know yeah he passed away just before the the show actually um was released on netflix his bit was one of the funniest ones of the the series oh yeah he he, he was he was a he was a a quite a funny character um playing uh mark naird's father um so um i would say it is it, it is leaning towards a watch um i feel like there was a lot of potential for the show um, but I feel like it did have trouble finding its footing. Um, I do, I do see lots of times in sitcoms, this seems to be the way that it goes, especially with, uh, ensemble, um, casts. Um, you see it lots of times in, in shows like that, such as like Parks and Rec and even The Office and, and things like that, where they, they start out a little weak and then they find themselves a little bit as they go along and they get stronger. They get in a rhythm. Yeah. Yes. Because the chemistry kind of build, yeah. yes, their yes. chemistry builds. Yes, it makes sense, right? I mean, they yeah. First time we're watching it, and that's also the first time they are, you know, acting together. Yeah, so makes sense for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's definitely something that uh, I find uh, comedy can lots of times be. It's about building your um, comfortability with people. That's right. So again, before we get into the spoiler edition of this, I would say just generally. Um, it's worth the watch if you like some of the actors, you know, especially yeah. if you're a Steve Carell fan. Um, he 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 did a, a weird thing with his voice, like in, unless he's just getting old, like he just sounded way different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, and you know, he was good. Um, and the show again was generally good. It really did pick up steam around episode four or five for me. That's when it got a lot better. Uh, funny. You know, I mentioned this off the pod. We'll we'll mention it for our listeners. Honestly, just speaking the truth here, for the first few episodes, I was really like, "Oh man, do I really want to finish this?" <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you are considering watching Space Force, just know that the first few episodes they're not great, but it gets a lot better. And then some of the characters, like there are some really genuinely amazing moments uh, later in the episodes. So uh, with that in mind, uh, we're going to do a little countdown here and then we're going to talk about spoilers okay so if you have not watched space force go ahead and pause this podcast um and come back to it later but we're going to talk about spoilers here in three two one uh guys space force (laughs) yeah space force 
I'm telling you, man, the, the the first couple episodes they really they really were pretty rough. Yeah, um, but uh, I will say we don't I've, we don't pull any punches here. Yeah, the Royal yeah. Geek Podcast. Yeah. Okay, okay, so the second episode, um, the, the one moment that I, I thought was funny was at the very end of the second episode. That was the one where the satellite gets um, destroyed once they launch it. Yes, and, yes. They, <laughs> and they have to send a team to go and fix it. Oh yeah. my gosh! But the team is a chimpanzee. And, yeah. and a dog. Yes, um, but one of the one of the lines at the end of it was uh, like the very last very last line of the episode is that chimp better keep its effing mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when it gets captured by the Chinese. And yeah, I, I mean I, that was one of the, the the funnier lines in the first couple episodes. But other than that, it took me took me a minute to get it into it as far as laughing out yeah. loud. Yes, Steve yeah. Carell's character, um, Mark Naird, he, just like throughout the whole thing, it's like. He it's oh my gosh it's all infuriating because he's the director he's in charge of space of space force the entire yeah, the right entire there. branch yes. a new branch of the United States military okay um, but when he's with his scientists <laughs> he 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 knows nothing and yes. you can just see it on Doctor Mallory's face how it just like annoyed he is yeah. most of the time he's clueless yeah, he's yeah. clueless but yeah. there's so, somehow he like. Get stuff done. Yeah, he yeah. You know? fumbles his way through it. He yeah. really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a weird mix of like um, brute force and intelligence is the two sides, and how they can meld together to get the objective done. It's kind of how the, it's being presented. Whereas, where Naird for the most part is just trying to jam, uh, you know, pieces together to yeah. try to make things work. Yes, and I think yes. that actually comes together in episode four when he goes to the, the lunar habitat. Yeah, yeah. and uh, what's it? Mallory was saying that uh, he this, if this doesn't go off without a hitch, then uh, they're gonna have to start over and it's gonna be delayed uh, that much longer. Right. And, yeah, and Naird is just like, you know what? Just throw me into the lunar habitat and that'll be fine. And he inserts himself uh, into it. Yeah, and just a Total power play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the brute force. And then the scientist yeah. is like, well, I don't want my, my work to be jeopardized. And he's like, okay, well, that's that, that's fine. And then yes. the rest of that plays out. Um, yeah. Quite funny, actually. Absolutely. And and I, I here in a second, I really do want to talk about individual characters. But I just want to say, first things first, I think the dynamic of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Mark Naird and Dr. Mallory is amazing. Like, yeah. throughout the whole season, I just loved watching them. Just argue with each other, bicker at each other, and then like they also have this deep appreciation for each other and sense of like understanding for each other, which I thought was really good. Yeah. And hands down, I don't know about you guys, but um, John Malkovich's character of Doctor Mallory is just—he's to me, he's, he's the best part of the whole show. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Mallory definitely steals the show. In yeah, a lot he of carries it big time. Yeah, and, which you can—I mean, you can tell. I mean, he's a great actor, phenomenal actor. Oh yeah, and. It shows in this because he really dives into his character. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. He, yeah. And he and he just like is so uh, so sold out to his science, you know. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, I just need to say this before I forget. In episode nine, he he uh, he like is basically frustrated with the Chinese because they were not going to let him land on the part of the moon that they were supposed to. Yeah. And it, he's like. In I don't know exactly where he is. Maybe it's his office, but he is just losing his mind. He's drinking whiskey and he is just cussing 
Yeah. He's by himself, but he's like cussing people out. He's like, <laughs> I will F you up. Yeah. I will F you up. Like he was, he just this. <laughs> just calling out all kinds oh of random gosh. people. Yeah, random, don't know my name. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, know my name. I don't even know your name. He's like, oh, you only got this job because your 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 your, uncle, dad, your uncle got put into the uh, national he, people's something. Yeah, sorry, I, I totally it, stole that from you. Yeah. But it, just because it excites me, like he was just so angry yeah. at the Chinese there, and he was pitching a fit. He was oh, pitching, he was a, fit. pitching yes. a fit big time, big time. But yeah, he he was awesome. So, what other characters um, you guys want to talk about next? Well, I, well, one of the other side characters, which was uh, Mallory's number two, played by Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he, he, he started off kind of slow, but then he really yeah. hits his stride uh, later on in the, throughout yes. the season. And I just I really enjoyed his character. Yeah. He was, he, he was a, definitely an interesting setup. Um, and he uh, was an extra little side to the um, science side of it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really interesting dynamic between the – between uh uh between uh Naird and the yeah. scientists yes. um as they were going along I, I think one of the most interesting parts about that was i think outside of the scientist room in Mark Naird's world he is actually quite intelligent for yeah. quite intelligent for especially for someone in the military and things like that and like they you know they 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 lay little lay little hints about the type of stuff and Things that he can do, but then he's so out of his water once he enters that scientific realm, and it is like there's so much yeah. more intelligence. And when he's and in so, that control room, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a fish out of water, right? Yes, yeah. and, I mean he's a four-star general, and he, as he's walking through base, everyone's like saluting him. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean that shows. I mean, obviously he's well respected. Yeah. Well, uh, remember, he said he survived in Bosnia in a Bosnian forest for like a week. Yeah, eating bugs. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> I just couldn't see it because of that character. I feel like I don't know. I, he kind of played his character a little too up. I think. I mean, yeah. very characterized version of a general. Yeah, he, uh, he he did seem like he was a very like you know he he rose through the levels in a very like non in the very traditional way, not in the very like you know heroy way. He didn't seem like he would be the type of person who is in any sort of real combat. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, I think that's part of the reason why his voice was the way it was. Mm, was because okay. it was supposed to be this stereotypical... Battle scarred? Like, yeah. yeah. Very, very stereotypical general voice, you know, that he was that he was trying to pull off that point um, that made him sound that way. And he, right. he was just like... That was what he thought of as what a general sounds like. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about some of the just the overarching plot for the whole season. Um, you know, every episode has its own little, you know, side things going on. But basically, the main premise of what they're trying to do um, with the Space Force is to become the intergalactic dominance uh, in the space <laughs> from yeah. Earth, you know? Yeah. Um, so Establish a colony on the moon. Exactly. Yeah. So that is the main premise. So from the very beginning, they're launching satellites, they're launching rockets— um, but their goal is to get to the moon, and uh, there's several episodes where they are preparing to send people to the moon. They're yeah. talk, they're talking about um, different types of uh, suits that would be able to bring a wounded soldier back to base on the yeah. moon. So their whole idea is to get to the moon, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, I would say, entertaining things that happen along the way. Um, so Justin, you actually said you had a list of all the episode. Uh, titles earlier um and what was the episode number four 
Um, that was the lunar habitat. Yes. yes, the lunar habitat. That was such a fascinating uh, thing that they, they did. Basically, they threw four people um, inside a mock um, moon base, right? Yes. And they had to live and eat there. and As if they were on the moon. As if yeah. they were on yeah. the moon, yeah. And they were doing, like, psychological analysis of how it affected the astronauts. And, yeah. you know, a lot of things that are really important if you're actually going to send people to the moon. Yeah. Um, at the same time, the irony of that is in <laughs> episode eight or nine, they end up sending, like, two janitors also yeah. to, <laughs> to the moon. And that's what I'm saying, where it really picked up steam. Like, it really felt like it got more and more... Like outlandish in terms of like the comedy, yeah. yeah, which I really appreciated. There were some moments in the beginning where you can you you saw them set up some bits that they actually played yeah. out in the later episodes. Like for example, they had an established lunar habitat with yeah. uh, qualified individuals, but then later on they send unqualified yeah. individuals. Yeah. I don't know if that's even no matter, true, but yeah, no matter what I'm doing, I always end up cleaning guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like they, they sent like high school teenagers to the moon. Yeah, yeah. they were not fresh, fresh out of yeah fresh. Yeah. High school. Just absurd. Yeah. Just absurd, yeah. man. Yeah, there was really only one person who was actually qualified to probably be doing what they were doing, and that was uh, Captain Ali. Captain Ali. Which, which, what did you guys think of the dynamic of her and um, Dr. Chan? I mean, I, I actually enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Um, yeah. He sets it up with the, what is it? The Asian and Blacks there. Yeah. Uh, B-W-A-M. It's black women Asian men. Yes. <laughs> BWAM. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. No, I have not either. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and it, how funny was it when when Mark, he was he like assumed he was talking about porn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because they, th- they were trying to find a spy, which actually that was one of the episodes that I loved when they were trying to find who the spy was that yeah. got leaked the information to India so that India could have the same type of rocket. Yeah, um, that was a yeah. fun episode yeah. too. Yeah, well, I actually I like that episode a lot. It had two, probably two of my favorite, two parts that I really enjoyed in it. One of them was some uh, a tale that I felt like that you really could have done something really cool with. Uh, the other one was the traditional like contrast ratio scene where you have the person who doesn't know what's going on just says enhance, oh, and then yeah. you're like they're like. We can only make it bigger. Yeah, we Dr. can't. Mallory said that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. Like I, 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 that's always a funny scene, and you, you, I've seen it multiple times before. But it's just always really cool when you see that because it just shows how much they don't know. Um, now, one thing that I really, really would have liked to have seen, and this may have been kind of out of the water, is they were setting up all this whole mole thing. I thought it would have been really cool if, um, if Duncan had been the mole really? the entire time Duncan, like i felt like that would have been such guy. a yeah like like because they were setting up all this stuff with all these other people they do like some groundwork there yes like yuri the russian yes yuri Brad. and the fact that he was connected yeah. to aaron and how they're right. like oh this guy yuri is not good for you you know this guy that you're going out with and then there's this perfect guy who just happens and they're talking about how um yuri just wants to get close to you so that he can get close to the general well right. you know Duncan just happens to be getting close to her at the same time. And I felt that would have been like, that would have been, that put, would have pushed this show for me like over the top. That would have been, they'll push it because I'm, I was kind of like meh about the show. Yeah. But if that had been it, I would have been like, that would have been a mind blowing twist. That would have been a like, nice the turn. The trail yeah. of it would have been 
phenomenal. It would for make me. it. It would make it more of a intellectual comedy if it yes. did something like that. Yeah, yeah. They were it, just, yeah just hiding this character like right there. Yeah, he turns out to be just like some super spy when this whole yeah. time he's been this unassuming they, good yeah. old boy from yeah. Alabama. They did end it with like a season two, obviously. It does end yes. on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, Which, I mean, he could always, you know, end up like that as well. Um, and it would, I felt like it would have really worked into the whole, like, his daughter is just an annoying mess in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Like, that character was just... Ugh, the worst. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the, you I, said when, the worst. <laughs> yes. She. Yeah. She's hard to deal with. Yeah. Like when she gets in that truck with those. Oh my god. With those dudes, I, I literally paused the episode and I, I cannot say some of the stuff that I, I was <laughs> just like, you're so, you're so stupid. Like this is like, this is so terrible what you're doing right now. Yes. And, you know, just like the bad choices she is making, and all this kind of stuff, and the the sympathy the woe that is she me. is trying to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, and she's never trying to fix anything. That's you know, like she's like, oh, everything in my world is terrible, and everything stinks, <laughs> but I am unwilling to yeah. do anything. She doesn't contribute to, to anything. Yeah. No. She actually makes everything worse. Yes, which, entirely. Yeah, I mean. Her, her parents are not together, which add on to the mom, uh, yeah. his wife, and Aaron's wife is in jail for a crime that she committed. We don't know which yet. We do not yes. know a single thing about really that crime. Really interesting. Yes. I really thought they were going to expand upon that. Yeah, they but never they did. No ne- they're leaving it very vague. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, what's going going to happen with that situation? I have no idea. I've <laughs> no which clue. I will say that uh, that was one of the most awkward episodes. The the, the conjugal visit episode. Oh, oh yeah, very very awkward episode. <laughs> yeah. it was strange. Uh, yeah, and then just their dynamic. They, yeah. I don't know. Just the way they the Lisa Kudrow's character. Well, I can't figure her out yet. Yeah, because yeah. she's she, got forty years in prison, but she's like mostly like. Bubbly, yeah. yeah, but yet they uh, allude to that like, she's like the top dog in the in yeah, in, in, yeah. yeah. It was very like th- there was some weird stuff with the f- with the with those characters, um, and I felt like in that episode where they where they do that that Aaron was actually gonna like you know do get something. over the cliff <laughs> cliff of her or get over that hump of her um of of her being you know, useless, yes, being yeah. useless, and but you know getting back to running and stuff like that, and I felt like that was gonna be. Her like kicking kicking the tail to get herself back into it, but it it, it didn't go that way. Um, and to tell you the truth, she reminded me so much of her character, uh, or not Lisa Kudrow reminded me so much of her character in Easy A, like this, you know, I don't know. There was just this feel to her, and that like she didn't really care about other people a whole lot, um, and how she was potentially affecting other people and. Uh, I don't know. It was just like it felt so much like her character in Easy A when she was this, you know, cheating um, wife and just not really a great person. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I was talking earlier about the plot line. And the reality is like a show like this, like it, it did end on a cliffhanger. And we could probably talk about that. Yeah. But the reality is like the plot isn't necessarily what makes the show <laughs> – worth it right i mean it's it's mostly just like some of the dumb humor some of the just like why is there a chimpanzee and a dog in a spaceship yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i mean they essentially said what a photo op they just wanted they thought it yeah. would look cool to have yeah. a chimp and a dog in and, a spaceship. and you could totally just tell like the the amount of like subliminal 
passive aggressive like criticism of our current like president and yeah. government. Yeah. I really feel anytime they use like POTUS, every time yeah. they talk, like it yeah. was definitely like a direct like to Trump. Yeah, every, yeah every time it was definite jab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what you were talking about like the plot not being like the main draw of it. I felt like that was one of the biggest issues that I had with yeah. it. Yeah, was same here. I mean, I know it seems counterintuitive, but I personally enjoy a comedy that even though there are jokes in the way that they're going at it um, is comical. They should be the way they address everything should be as if these characters are doing things seriously. Like they may be really dumb and they may be making bad decisions and making weird jokes and things might be crazy, but they're doing things in a serious manner to be moving the plot. Yes. Um, Right. So I feel like that was something that, wasn't totally driving. I feel like they were kind of just, you know, let's throw this ridiculous idea out there and we'll throw some jokes together and we'll build a plot around it instead of the other way around where you're building the plot and then the jokes are linking and growing the story. For sure. Which, uh, an an example of that, I think, would be the the Space Flag episode where they were doing the mock uh, war battle of space. Yeah. I do feel like they kind of just threw that in there just to get a couple laughs. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the end of that episode I thought was, I don't know, kind of, kind of cheesy. Like, yeah, uh, where the Doctor Mallory he just entered the the cheat code that freezes the other team suits. Yeah, and then they just like walk off. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. That was a little bit more on the. Like, it was silly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did feel like sometimes they were like, well, we need to end this episode. Let's end this episode. Not, you know. Yeah. Some other kind of stuff. That episode also did have some highlights, though. Um, yeah. Just when they're they're trying on the bulky suits, and they're like, we could hardly move in these. Uh, yeah. And then they show the other suits, and they're doing flips and stretches yeah. and <laughs> jumping. and <laughs> Yeah, and, and, that, and that's another great example of Naird and Mallory in their interactions, where it's like, mm-hmm. like they go from, like, incredible trust with one another in front of, like, the, con- the congressional committee evaluating the budget yeah. in D.C. Yeah. to, like, just getting extremely butthurt with one another. Over little things, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. repeatedly. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that court scene. Um, I do that think that good. I do think that tap tap went a little little too long. I think yeah. it should have been really cut in half. Or he was sure. like he was like, okay, I'll cue you up by 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 doing tap tap or tapping his pencil. Uh, but all Mallory wanted was recognition in the first yeah, place. And right. why don't you say, well, I pass it to my esteemed colleague here? But yeah. instead. You have Steve Carell yelling, tap, 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 tap. Mallory is yeah. very much all about respect and respecting science. Yeah. Like, yes. Huge values. Yeah. Which, which, go ahead. Yeah, I think a large part of the, the story is, you know, Mallory, I don't think, has any respect for anyone in a military uniform. And I think yeah. it's, as he, as the relationship is growing through the season, it's largely bu- about both of them really building respect for each other. Yeah. And you know, I think it's Mallory learning that, Yes, he is wearing this military uniform, but he's a good person, yeah. and he is trying to do the best thing and move these things along. And that shows when Steve Carell's character uh, calls off the attack on the Chinese moon base. Yeah, that, that uh, is kind of the that is kind of like the ultimate payoff of the entire like relationship between the two of them. Yeah, that trust that they formed. I mean, yes. he, he Mallory quits and walks away. Yes, and he's literally, he's his, done. Yeah, he packs up his stuff. Yeah. But then Steve Carell, he's he has a conscience. He 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 cares yes. about his people that he invested in. Yes, and even though they were just thrown together last minute, uh, you can def- <laughs> he still cares about the the mission yeah. overall and has to yeah. colonize, yeah. not to bring war to another uh, a moon for, for yeah, yeah. right. Um, 
and sorry, I'm just I'm just laughing. One of the funnier things to me too, that whole episode where they were doing the competition against the Air Force that culminated with the 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 mock battle. Yeah. Uh, that we were talking about like the the guy that's sent to judge it from the army. I don't know the name of the character, but he shows up. And he's like, "Okay, the science portion of the competition <laughs> is done." And the uh well, who cares? Who cares about the score? It all comes. To, it, this is what matters here, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> just completely disregarding. Again. Yeah, but they said it was only thirty. I think it said thirty points. Those are worth thirty points, but this one's worth a hundred. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've talked about this for a while now, and we're almost done. But we can't go the rest of this time without at least talking about one more crucial character in the show, which. At first, I really began to hate him, but then I, more and more and more throughout the the show, I really appreciated it, and, and it was just hilarious. And of course, I'm talking about uh, F Tony, <laughs> which I will not say uh, what the F stands for. You can imagine what it stands for; it's exactly the word you're imagining, that four letter word. Um, and the fact, in fact, every time that they use that word to describe Tony, uh, because. I guess his first name starts with an F, but they use the F word instead. Um, man, he is just a silly, obnoxious, uh, what, like media manager, yeah, right? He's, yeah, yeah he, right? he's or, all about the media relations. Media relations. Right. Yeah, public right. relations. He's a hysterical character. Yeah, Schwartz yes. plays him yes. to perfection. It's, he, it's awesome. I mean, he is he is what would happen if uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, you know, had a little bit of education behind him. <laughs> like, that, that's really what he would have been. And coincidentally, that is who plays John he does have a he, <laughs> he does have a lot of highlights, I think. Like, yes. Uh, the, when... Uh, Flotus, the first lady, uh, yes. Sends, yes. sends the uniform. The uniforms. Uh, yeah. And uh, he is 100% for it. And he's like, yeah, yeah let's try on these. Let's try on Just, yeah. I don't know. His whole, everything he does in the episode is hysterical. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the episode where him and Chan were trying to think of a, a, a president for the president. Oh, for his oh birthday, yeah, yeah, birthday yeah. Present? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, and then it gets stolen. Gold. Oh, <laughs> How about a, like a cloak of invisibility? You have any one of those? And Chan's like so quick to think, oh, yeah, everyone's wearing one right now. And he's like, shut up. And he's like it's feeling not, around the room. Yeah, that's, that's not, not real. true. Oh, man, he got him good. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I also, how about the episode where they were, um, it was it was uh, F. Tony, Mallory, <laughs> and Brad, and they were going through all those resumes. They're trying to complete the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what a group of people to try to, try to make this happen, yeah. you know? Uh, so I really enjoyed um, – uh, F Tony and yeah. uh, just the interactions they all had. Yeah. So, oh, and when he was leaving the uh, when they were leaving the uh, the hearing and just the way he was just like high fiving everyone as he <laughs> yes. left. Yes. No. Oh, how about the press conference where F Tony opens it up for <laughs> questioning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And they ask like a, a, a dumb question. He's like, hey, "Thank you for making us look ridiculous." Yeah, the acting too, because <laughs> they asked the question and the first. So, so a media member asks the question, and Naird is sitting up there at the table, and F. Tony's to the side, but you don't hear F. Tony say anything. You just see his face, yeah. and he's looking at them like, I'm going to kill you yeah. for asking that question. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's a great answer for a terrible yeah. question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Such a profound answer for just an awful question. All right, any other questions? There's like 20 hands up. No, no questions? Okay, well, we're done here. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. It was, it was good. There was a lot of... There really were a lot of good, strong performances. Again, once you get to like episode four, you really got to stick it out. But those first few episodes are important to understand who those characters are. Yeah. Um, so don't just skip to episode four. You got to really invest if you want to get. And the best thing about the show is the episodes are short too. Yes. You know, like yeah, around thirty minutes, and some of them are even shorter than that if you factor in the credits and everything. Yeah. Here's one more funny thing. Um, 
So, Aaron, the daughter of uh, Mark, yes, she gets a job on base at the little booths, the yeah. ice cream places, and it's called Meal Armstrong. Yes, right. Yes. yes. Did you notice that? And maybe, maybe there's like four different locations throughout the base, but it just felt like they just moved that booth to different parts of the base. Yeah, they did for sure. <laughs> like, because when she gets fired, it's definitely around like a hangar. Yes, yes. but it's it's like all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, after seeing it like three times, I'm like, that just seems that just seems like another silly like comedy thing to do. It's like it's not yeah. in this one spot. It's just all over the. Yeah. you know what I'm was saying. Was it on wheels? I don't think it was. I don't. Okay. I didn't see it. On All wheels. right. I didn't see it on wheels. Because yeah. I was just thinking, like maybe it was like a. I think it was almost like a food truck type thing where they go wherever on the base. Yeah, I think it was a set booth. What it looked like. Okay. I don't know. I didn't see below the waist down. So gotcha. So overall, um, let's do this before we kind of uh, close up shop here for the night. Um, let's just say this, okay? So we we've, we've all seen all ten episodes. All of our listeners are wanting to know, hey, should we watch this show? Um, let's just go with a simple yay or nay, whether or not you guys think, uh, that if, if, uh, our listeners should watch Space Force. So Justin, I'm going to go with you first. Yay or nay to Space Force? I'm going to go ahead and say yay. Okay. Anthony? All right. I'm going to go yay with the potentiality towards yay. Okay. So a little more nuance there. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm also going to give it a yay. Um... And I think give it a shot and, you know, really power through those first few episodes. And the payoff will be some really funny interactions um, with some of the characters uh, throughout the throughout the last pretty much the last half of the of the season. So any other thoughts on Space Force, guys? I I just I'm actually looking forward to see where they go in season two, uh, because they really have a chance to kind of save it as a like Amato gave it here a, a Yay! They really have a chance here to moving on in the second season of yes. making it actually like a hard, hard yay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think there's a lot to build on, uh, especially with the characters that they've uh, laid the groundwork for. Yes, yes, and the Chinese too. Like <laughs> right now, we're you know they've they spent all their time focusing on the obviously American characters. Yeah, but the few interactions we got from the Chinese, like <laughs> they were really arrogant and funny as well. Like, yeah. So so I'm excited to see kind of how that plays off. Just like when they're on the moon and they're passing each other in the cruisers and the Chinese are just like waving so happy. They're yeah. Like, oh, look, peace. Yeah. They want peace. And then they get back to their base and the Chinese just destroyed, destroyed it. So, yeah. yeah, like what's that going to look like? I mean, yeah. that's going to be yeah. that's going to be fun to see. And uh, yeah. I just I mean, I read before coming on here that uh, Space Force has uh, they want to do a season two. They're they're planning to do a season two. However, yeah. Netflix hasn't renewed it yet. Yeah, they all, all the production crew and everybody—they're all set and ready to go yeah. for season two. So, all right. Yeah. Well, hopefully, people will watch it. Yeah, my uh, my final thoughts on it would be that um, it really does have a lot of potential, and there it really has an amazing cast, like stellar cast. Yeah. Um, from the top to um to the even like the minor characters, there's a lot of comedy like fuel there that I th- that they have, and um, I think it would be an interesting idea if. You know, part of the next season is actually, you know, maybe a parallel timeline where, you know, you're seeing all the build up from actually the Chinese side. That would be I fun. think that would be a really yeah. cool, like, or at uh, least something. Idea. It doesn't have to be the yeah. whole focus, right? Yeah. But like yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Maybe just like, you know, maybe uh, an episode or two just right. showing, like, maybe their reactions to what the Americans were doing, you yeah. know? I think that would be a really cool way to, uh, to just kind of just show like the the dual side of everything yes. in the world. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, before we get out of here, do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts or any recommendations for our listeners? Anything that um, they could be spending this time watching or um, taking in? Well, well, my my first thing is a closing thought is this is the episode that will make us Spotify eligible. (laughs) So uh, be looking for us on that soon. Um, And I do have one recommendation if you guys have not had a chance to. Uh, watch it. Uh, what we do in the shadows, um, the TV show, uh, which is um, on FX, um, and it is a it is a good watch. It has Matthew Barry from the IT Crowd for you people that like that uh, nerdy type of uh, of comedy, and it's it's a really interesting look into like a comical side of the vampire world. And um, it's, it was created by Taika Waititi, um, you know, nice. the great nice. director yeah. of uh, Thor Ragnarok. And he was in the uh, movie, what we do in the shadow. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff and there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a good watch. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'd say uh, I have a, I guess a quick recommendation. Uh, Netflix did just drop some uh, new shows or new, new parts of epi- of seasons. And uh, I will say, uh, my fellow co-host may not be as versed here, but um, Baki um, is an anime. I just released part three, and it's a it's a really good uh, fighting anime, yeah, uh, tournament style, and it's just over the top action. Uh, these characters are uh, o- drawn with the uh, muscles are yeah bigger than the screen, but uh, the yeah. fighting scenes in there are pretty gruesome. Uh, I will say it's it's one of the bloodiest animes I've ever seen. Yeah, but, gosh, uh, it's right. uh, it's a it's a good watch. It's a good watch. But uh, yeah. they just dropped part three on Netflix. So oh, nice, nice, yeah. excellent, excellent. Well, you guys check that out. And also, uh, in terms of our podcast here, uh, be sure to check out our episode of um, where we recap or excuse me, where we review Agents of Shield episode two from season seven, which just came out this past Wednesday. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Uh, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else where you can find podcasts. Uh, please leave us a review, a good review, preferably, you know, a five-star review. So We're we open can, to feedback, yeah, if you want us to change the please. format around or anything like that. We're Give o- us we're feedback. Open. We're we, open. Yes. We technically are novices. We really are. Okay, yes. so we're, we're still new to this. So give us some feedback. Give us a review. And, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. And that's about it. So for my good friends, Anthony and Justin, this is T-Roll signing off, saying thank you for listening, and we will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.